she said at some point I came up to her pretty young and I was like, I'm reading Clan of the Cave Bear. And she was sitting here like, she said her mental thought was like, oh my God, my daughter's gonna read Mammoth Sex. And she was like, well. <laughs> Welcome to TBD Sailor Moon podcast name. Can we actually Shit. call the podcast that? Is that allowed? <laughs> we might be able to. We can dub we could dub in the real name later. No, I want to be TBD Sailor Moon podcast. It has TBD. a ring. It it feels like my ADHD feels, which is good. Confusing yeah. for other people. But makes sense to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So this is a podcast about Sailor Moon. We are exploring the OG original Sailor Moon dub versus the original sub made in, I think it was like the 90s. I should actually look up that trivia. Are we watching watching... the original sub? Huh? Are we watching the original sub? Yeah, it feels pretty old. I don't think think they would have redone the sub, would they? We often share things with no knowledge of what we're talking about. (laughs) So feel free to fact check us. <laughs> anyway, we are watching everything from the beginning and reliving our childhood nostalgia because we, growing up in the 90s and early 2000s, only had access to the original awful dub. Absolutely. And it's uh, been a nostalgia trip coming back to it. I came back to it for the first time uh, this episode and it was amazing. It was an experience. and. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I think we're, we're taking turns uh, on who watches the sub and who watches the dub. Exactly. So let's introduce ourselves. My name is Audrey. I, she, her, sis, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and I am Allison, she, her. Pronouns are fine. Yeah. And, and so today I watched the sub. And I watched the dub and got about halfway through and was like, this doesn't feel like it has the same theme as the episode title Audrey was watching. And so I Googled, because I was watching an episode about a radio show, and that is apparently episode three of the sub. Episode two of the sub is about something, but I don't know because they didn't translate it. So I'm very excited today to find out what happened in episode two and why it was deemed inappropriate for children in America. Oh, so many reasons. (laughs) Here's the only thing I can say is that last episode when I watched the sub, at the end of the episode when they do that little like next time, I didn't watch that part because I didn't want to spoil myself, but the beginning of it came on and all I saw was an upskirt shot. So I feel like I have a guess. That is one of the reasons. Was the whole episode just upskirts? You know, one thing I actually did notice, and I want to see if it was in the dub later when we get to it. I mean, maybe this is just like a Japanese thing with anime, but there's like a lot of upskirt. Like, they, I I mean, I it seems like they're a lot into like panties in a way that's sort of titillating, but maybe considered sort of harmlessly cute. I don't know. Do you remember those copper tone sunscreen bottles that were like the little girl with the dog pulling her panties off or her swimsuit off? And it was like, yes. cute. I 
feel like there's that vibe sometimes. But then you're yeah, like, but is it young. cute? <laughs> is it cute or is it creepy? I feel like... A new podcast section. <laughs> cute or creepy? Yes! Yes, that's our new segment. <laughs> cute or creepy? <laughs> All right, then, yes, we'll have to get to that when we get to the radio show episode. Cute or creepy? Writing that down. All right, so I'm going to try to keep this briefs so that we can then delve into the details of why we think it probably wasn't dubbed So what the was the title of the second episode? Oh shit, I don't remember. That's alright. Pause to look things up. <laughs> it was something like punishment. <laughs> oh. That sounds so ominous. <laughs> yeah, I remember like the punishment room, but I don't think that's right because I think that's it was from like, Fifty Shades of House. Grey. House of, yeah, Sailor Moon crossed with Twilight. <laughs> yeah, well, wasn't Fifty Shades, Shades of Grey a twi- like a yeah? It was a vampire fan fiction, and so we could do a Sailor Moon. Fifty. I mean, people have written it. You know, it exists. All right. It is called um, Punishment Awaits. The House of Fortune is the Monster Mansion. Ooh, such a. I long feel like the title. Japanese titles it. are longer. They are way longer. I kind of love it. <laughs> Much more descriptive. So, yes. Um, where do I even begin? At with the this? beginning. We, <laughs> at, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Let's start with the beginning. So, we get these little um, little intros since this is like just episode two of a brand new series where Usagi is. And I'm going to go ahead and apologize for the squeaking in the background. I have all the dogs in my room right now. So. All the dogs. Yeah. Audrey, you can't take all the dogs. Some of them belong of them. to people. <laughs> well, two of them belong to me. The other one is TBD. <laughs> like the podcast. <laughs> like the podcast. If you you keep the dog, you name it TBD. Mm. We call our podcast TBD Sailor Moon Podcast. And, and then, then the dog is our mascot. Yeah, problem solved. Well, you don't mind adopting Luna. a dog. <laughs> Just a third one. Three is not too many <laughs> for one person. <clears throat> Oh, are you drinking Soylent? Because I, I love know. Soylent. I am. But yeah, they, they are I... paying to advertise, so bleep their name out. Oh, yeah, you're right. I do think we could get them, too, though. <laughs> I would do it. Hell, yeah, because I drink it all the time anyway, so I'm like, might as well just, mm-hmm. you know. All right, so let me get into it. Um, Usagi, is, and that, of course, is our main character, also known as Serena, or Bunny, in the dub. She's a cancer baby, which I definitely related to as a cancer baby myself, so... First time I think oh, I, really I got very confused movie. when you oh, said cancer so- <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. I was cancer. concerned. <laughs> I was upset. We do, okay, to be clear, neither I nor Usagi have cancer. We, that we would have made the show very different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty guardian cancer survivor sailor <laughs> oh no oh god we're already canceled um she's no as in born in july That's, did they tell uh, you that in the episode yes oh. so in the little intros i don't know if these were cut out in the dub or not um but like they have so. like this little intro where she's taking you through who she is and what she like what's been happening real quick like she doesn't recap the episode she just kind of recaps like i'm a pretty guardian sailor senshi whatever and uh, she literally talks about how she's a cancer and blood type O, which I don't know if you remember, but like 
they it's all personality like type, girl. right? Yeah, blood it's, type is I, like tells you about their personality in in yeah. uh, in the stere in the not stereotype trope whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I, having a type A personality, blood type yeah, O personality. Because I remember having all of their blood type information. Yeah, and I remember as a kid, I didn't understand why it was just like a thing yeah. that you knew about them was what. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it has to do with, I don't know, we'll have to, again, we didn't research this. <laughs> um, Future episode, what blood type are you, quiz? Yes. Oh, yeah. Actually, Not medically know. advised. Yeah. I don't know what mine is. You don't know your blood type? No, I always forget. Child. I just get it mixed up. I know. I know. Uh, I'm an adult woman. I'm a biology teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I stab students in lab for their blood type. <laughs> Wait, really? Do they y'all test your own blood type? Um, currently we just do uh, looking at it under microscope, just because the blood typing lab requires so much—well, not so much blood, but enough blood that students are a little more reluctant to participate. That makes so, sense. Uh, but we do we do a fake blood typing lab sometimes. That seems cool. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, actually, I pre I think I would mind doing that. I, you know <laughs> what? I'm me. very afraid of needles and blood, and I still have to go around and, like, stab my students with needles if they don't want to do it themselves, and it's very alarming to me. But I've gotten much Whoa. better at it. You know, And I fake, I fake confidence. I'm just like, yes, I will stab you with the needle. It'll be great, guys. Don't let's yeah, take just... that clip out of context. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, we know Sailor Moon's blood type. Yes, Allison loses her job as a... <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, so I also had a note that I was obsessed with the twilight, like pink purple vibes of the city that is just all throughout this series. I just, I love it so The much. colors so and visuals are really strong. I had forgotten how good they were. Yeah, and I think it's like kind of all coming back, which might be why Sailor Moon is kind of trending and stuff right now as well, like that whole kind of vaporwave thing. But anyway, let me get into the plot. So we start off with, um, there's this huge line in front of a fortune tellers business like a fancy business and jedite is there if you recall from the first episode the he's bad a guy. Current, like hench main henchman of queen barrel who i guess also reports to somebody else she keeps referring to this great ruler and i literally she, can't remember she doesn't <laughs> mention that ever in the dub so i wonder if they just cut that out of the dub they must have because I don't ever remember there being another yeah, like, person either. above Queen Barrel. So I'm really excited to find out who it is. Maybe yeah. it's Satan or something, and that's why they cut it out. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, I'm so excited now. <laughs> because I thought maybe I just didn't remember mm -hmm. who it was. But... I mean, I've only watched two episodes, but she didn't mention it in those two episodes. Yeah, and I think in the sub she's mentioned it. At like every time like for, do you have enough energy for our great ruler and so jedi um and jedi is in this like huge trench coat in the line <laughs> with like sunglasses like a flasher <laughs> kind of but he's like so much taller than everybody else also and he just looks so conspicuous and he's just like hey, 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 this is my plan and it's working and so it turns out that he so like then he goes back reports to queen barrel and she's like oh do you have any um so she, they're trying to gather energy and so he's got something going on with that fortune teller's house business um where and i can't remember doo, 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 doo. yeah i don't think we quite know just yet at this point in the episode how it's working but we know that somehow they're stealing energy and that's why there's this huge line of people so then we cut over to usagi um and of course she is late for school 
every day that's just every time i enjoy that as a character trait yeah um i actually really started to relate harder to sailor moon yeah than i did as a kid as a kid i was just like that's not who i want to be but as an adult i just acknowledge that that's who i am that's who i am (laughs) (laughs) we must have been trying to like hide from ourselves the truth of ourselves But I did, I did take a note that I was like, she really needs to start setting her alarm, like, earlier than she <clears throat> needs Well, to. I think but in the I first don't... episode, the mom says, I tried to wake you up and you just went back to sleep. Mm. So that's what it is. She's just avoiding it. So I can't believe she sleeps with that alarm just going off. Um, she goes to school, to, and I'm just going to call her friend Marvin, um, because I think that's a better name than the Japanese one. Uh, <laughs> it's such a good name. I know. Marvin. <laughs> Marvin and Molly are what I'm going to call them for the rest of my life. Yeah. Every, everyone else, I like their other names, but. I think Naru's cute for Molly. Naru is um, cute, but Molly is yeah. the British one, and she's my favorite version of Molly. <laughs> the British one? No, not British. What is she? Brooklyn. She's like New Yorker. Brooklyn. <laughs> and then the best part is that her mom doesn't have the same accent, so like, where did it come from? It came from a gift from god yes it did i think it was probably just a choice that that voice actors made like just really strong and they just left it i don't know who knows anyway, a lot of so... characters did this they had that in um uh you not you hack a show Oh. uh joey had oh, a brooklyn really? accent for no reason it's not, not even like his sister one. did his sister did not <laughs> that's so strange oh. um so then okay so then marvin has like a big crush on Usagi and he um he tells Molly about it like so I guess Usagi ends up being late to school I I probably don't need to explain this but I just want to set because you haven't seen it yeah yeah. so she's obviously cut it up the the, the listeners don't need to hear this part yeah so she's late and she um tries to sneak in to class by crawling on the floor I love (laughs) to get to her seat I love it and then and she's almost there, like she almost makes it, and then fucking Marvin is like, "Oh, Usagi!" Because he's, he's got such a narc. He totally yeah. narked on her the first episode too. He went and told like she failed her test. He knew she failed her test, and then he went and told her mom, "Hey, guess what? We had our test today. I got a great grade." <laughs> he's such a narc. What a narc, Marvin the narc. He's never gonna let go of that title. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he gets her in trouble with the teacher. He's like, oh, Usagi, and she's like, ah! And so she sends her out into the hallway, and then he goes with her into the hallway, and she asks him, what are you doing here? Can you just do that in class? Yeah, he just follows her into the hallway, I guess because he feels bad or something, or... The teacher's like, bye, Marvin. (laughs) Yeah, she just lets him, I guess. She's just just like, please get this boy out of my class. He's such a narc. Honestly, he's such a good student, maybe she just doesn't care. Yeah, so so they're waiting out in the hallway, and she, and she asks, why are you out here with me? Um, and he, I can't remember what his answer was, but it, I don't know. It's probably something like he got her in trouble, so he's, he's going to be out there with her. And she goes, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny to me. And... Then later he goes and talks to um, Molly later about how he has just such a big crush on Usagi. Um, And she goes, well, you should just ask her out. And he, I think he tries to, and she just laughs or something. I don't remember. (laughs) Bold, but approved. 
<laughs> I didn't really take many notes on that section. That's fine. Keep going. Um, but it's important. Marvin is important for the plot and for, I think, why. And will never <laughs> be was... again. Yes. Yeah, that's I true. feel like Molly had the first episode, Marvin had the second episode, and then I feel like they, except for occasionally when we need, like, someone to get kidnapped, like, they're just never relevant again. I yeah, could be wrong, exactly. but that's my guess. I don't remember them really at all for the no. rest of the show beyond some of these early seasons. Also, because especially when she starts meeting the other sailor senshi then she like, gets real friends yeah <laughs> oh, that makes that makes me feel bad for her and molly's friendship <laughs> okay i've been talking for too long let me get through this thing all right so so then she so we know that marvin's got a crush on her and he has told molly about it we think he's i think he's trying to do something about it whatever so usagi's walking home from school and she walks past this fortune teller who's in a dark alley. <laughs> it's like this old man with a beard. And um, and he is lamenting. I can't remember what. She was like, ooh, a fortune teller. And then he starts lamenting about how the place across the street is where everybody's going. And he's not really getting any. Um... Wait, maybe I understood this episode wrong. Maybe it was that the line was for him. And then Jedi changed, like, opened up the new place so that they would all go there because he's lamenting about how there aren't enough people like there's nobody coming to him anymore oh. and then i wrote down i always get my best fortune tellings in dark alleyways i mean <laughs> i i get i just pictured like a cookie in a dark alleyway which makes no sense but you just pick up a cookie off the ground and eat it it's, it's like literally a dark alleyway and he has this table set up with his for like Does, Palm reading. Does it it looks so shady. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it looks okay. so shady. Yeah. And so of course Usagi being the sweetheart, she like hands him her, her palm to read. She's like, I can I read my palm then? I thought you said her purse. <laughs> Don't she do hands him her purse and he <laughs> rifles through and tells her fortune based on what she's got in there. You could probably tell really good fortunes from people's purses. Actually, you probably really could. <laughs> um so she gets her palm read and he says something about um, and I think we're meant to assume that he's like the real deal because he goes, there's somebody who um, has a crush on you and it's somebody you see every day. And she's like, oh, somebody I see every day. And then Tuxedo she mask. thinks, no, oh. she thinks it's, and I don't remember this character <clears throat> at all, probably because this is really the only episode you get most time with him, but it's this guy who runs the game center. Is like he blonde? Little, Yes. He was in the third episode, but they, he came out of fucking nowhere. I was like, who oh. is this? <laughs> this is when you find out. Okay. So it's... many things happened in the third episode that I was like, is there context for this? Yes. Here it is. Okay. She... So apparently she has a massive crush on this guy who runs the game center. And so she goes in and she's always supposed to go straight home, but she always goes into the game center and she runs into him, and she has a massive crush on him. I think she gets, like, hard eyes or whatever. And, um, and I, I had a note that was, like, who the F is this Game Center guy? Like, first I, I heard of him. I didn't but remember him sense. at all. Yeah, probably because I think probably these couple episodes are the only time he shows up. Um, because then her crush moves on to Tuxedo Mask in, I think, the following episode. So... He tells her um, that there is a new Sailor V game and that she's got to play it. And so she sits down to play it. Um, and then he, and 
I just have to comment on this move of his because he kind of um he comes over and he's and she's having trouble like she keeps dying with Sailor V and by the way the game for Sailor V is her with a gun <laughs> like shooting at monsters and stuff she's a cop right she was like a secret oh, agent cop she? she worked with the cops oh so that's why she has a gun <laughs> Okay, so, but I also kind of want to play this game now, but she keeps dying, and she's complaining, and so he comes over to help her, and he's like, and he, like, moves her aside, he's like, let me show you how to do it, and at first, like, when he says, oh, look, like, there's a couple of tips and tricks, and I was like, oh, he's just gonna tell her how to do it, no, he, like, sits down and starts playing it and showing her, and I just, I've had so many experiences back when I was dating men with, with that exact thing, and it drove me fucking nuts, like, don't touch me. Don't touch the game. If you have something to say. And also, like, nobody learns by you taking it away and doing it for them. It's such a, it's actually, because, you know, when I, I teach, it's a thing where you're, like, your impulse is to just do it because it's quicker when you do it. But, like, you actually have to talk them through how to do it because they won't learn if they aren't actually the ones using the microscope yeah. or touching the game control. Yeah, I thought exactly. he was going to do the creepy, like, you know how they always do in romance where you, like, you put your arms, <laughs> which would have been much oh, more God. inappropriate. That would have been worse, especially because he's old enough to be, like, running this game center. Well, so it sounds he's... like he's not flirting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that he is. I think he's, I think, I think he... he probably thinks she's a sweet girl. Do you think he just wants a break from his job and he's like, let me help you by playing this game? I think maybe he's just a fan of the game. And yeah. is just excited to share it with somebody. Oh, that's and cute. I think she's a regular, so oh, that's cute. Yeah, cute. I mean, he is and obnoxious. Sweet. Yeah, so I mean, in the nineties, I guess that wouldn't have been offensive. Now, as an Excuse adult, one I'm like, get the fuck. <coughs> Bless you. Sorry. Was that a cough or a sneeze? I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mostly a cough. All right, mm. so she's in there, um, and then of course, and I. And this is going to start a trend, which might be a segment, and it's about how Luna is the biggest cock block in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I keep noticing, because now that I've seen two in a row because of the aforementioned dub issue, um, I've noticed that, like, she really does, like, like when they need to break up a moment or whatever, they just use Luna. And I'm like, oh, poor Luna the cock block. Um, and then I also wrote, Luna must be team, uh, tuxedo mask. <laughs> I'm not sure she is. I can't remember I don't she cock-blocks that one, too, I think. I, it also comes off different in my memory when she's, like, got the voice of an older lady versus when she's, like, also a young person. In the, in the sub, she has so a young voice. Strange. So but strange. But in, in the dub, my brother said, she sounds like Mary Poppins. Yeah. You got the old lady voice. That's good. The old lady voice. There, you're much better at it. <laughs> We've got to do, we'll have to do our Lunas at some point. So, so she thinks it's the Game Center guy that this fortune teller has told her about because she does go to the Game Center like pretty much every day to play even though she's not supposed to. Um, and that's why Luna cockblocks because she's like, you're not supposed to be, you're supposed to go straight home. Like you're not supposed to be stopping up here. Um, so thanks a lot, Luna. And so she starts walking back home. And then, of course, she's walking by. Oh, so that must be why. So, like, the fortune teller must be on her way home. And then she, like, doubled back to go to the game center. And then now she's walking home again because she passes <laughs> by the same alleyway. And the guy is gone because she's like, oh, I need to get my fortune again to make sure it's this guy. And he's gone. He's not there. So she's like, oh. 
And then she looks over across the street, and there's that big fortune teller house. And, um... The house of punishment? <laughs> yes. Well, I think she's going to turn it into the house of punishment. And... Oh, right, because Sailor Moon punishes people. <laughs> yes. We really could people. do a BDSM crossover here. Yeah. I'm okay. sure there is somewhere that... Oh, definitely. <laughs> probably not sure. hard to find. Um, she... <laughs> What was I? Oh, shoot. I just ADHD. She goes up. into the house, or she sees the house. She does not go in. She sees okay. it, and she is kind of debating with herself whether or not to go in. And I, I feel like she does some sort of, like, eeny, meeny, money mo, but, like, a Japanese version. I don't remember. She's, like, trying to decide whether or not to go in, and then she's like, no, nah, I'm just going to go home. So she goes home, and then she crumples something and throws it. Does oh, it hit Darian again? Or I remember. Yes, it does. I remember <laughs> what it was. This time it wasn't paper. It was her shoe. She goes, heads or tails on her shoe. Heads I go in, tails I go <laughs> And so she throws it. It's <laughs> him on the head. I love it. And I just, I just want to know how he's always getting hit on the head by things. And then also, why is he always around to get hit on the head by things? That's so weird. Yeah. Is it coincidence? Creepy or cute? Creepy or cute? <laughs> Does he have a klutz magnet? Is he always just waiting around her? I do enjoy their fail mance, though. Except for it is creepy, but at the same time. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't tell if he's meant to just always be around because he like lives in the I think it's supposed it's to be close. like one of those you know they keep having faded encounters or whatever yeah they just and also not, like, keep intentional yeah because then when he's tuxedo mask because I guess he doesn't know she's Sailor Moon yeah, yeah, we don't know yet. yet I don't think yeah we'll find out even though the hair is exactly the same very very much like Superman Clark I mean head. she doesn't even wear a mask I know she just her <clears> hair <throat> looks the same she looks the she same. looks the same anyways um so he's there and do 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 blah 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 i think then she just goes home like they have their arguing interaction and he's a dick to her and whatever and then classic um, rom-com yeah so let's see okay so then we cut to Marvin going into the fortune teller's house because he's got a big crush and he wants to find out about I, it. I really need you to call it the house of punishment every time you refer to so it. So he goes into the house of punishment. <laughs> Wait, I regret this choice. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> so he goes in and there's like a huge line. It's like all dudes, I guess. <laughs> And this gorgeous woman. In the house of punishment. In the house of punishment. And of course, our dominatrix, <laughs> who's really just a fortune teller, she's got tarot cards on the table. And um, and she, I had this note that was like, damn, I want that tarot deck. Because she magically, like, the way that she flips the cards is she just magically has them flip themselves without her doing it. Anyway, so he gets the devil card, um, which if you know tarot, usually signifies like the big change is coming, I think. Or no, maybe that's the tower. That's the tower. I don't know what the double card is. What's the devil card signifies? I don't think there is a devil card in tarot. There is. Okay. Yeah, it's like a famous card. Hold on. I've got to look this up. All right, pause for look up. Yeah, I don't... Card meaning. Because I don't think it means what it means in this episode. 
Oh, wait, it must. Okay, it represents being seduced by the material world and physical pleasures. Also, living in fear, domination, and bondage. Being caged by an overabundance of luxury. Discretion should be used in personal and business matters. Don't go to the house of punishment. Yes. It's not So, I guess that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um... He keeps the card, like it, she does some magic and it like disappears into his suit, his like shirt pocket and then like glows. You know, yeah, they always like have all- some item that's like draining them. Exactly. Um, we will see this as a theme <laughs> throughout the rest of the show. Theme and- is a generous way to refer <laughs> to it. <laughs> what do you think it signifies, Allison, that it's glowing? <laughs> it's signifies that it's important and magical. <laughs> And close to his heart. Ooh, it's close to his heart. It's matters of the heart. He's being seduced. He wants to seduce others. Anyway, the next morning, we go into commercial break then. The next morning, Marvin shows up to school in a full suit, like a three-piece suit. Oh. And and everybody's like, aren't you scared you're going to get in trouble? Like, you're supposed to wear your uniform. And he's like, I don't care. Like, suddenly Marvin is super cool. And like really confident. Does he still have the glasses? Care. He still has the yes. glasses. Yes. Uh, and then, wait, what's this? Oh my god! Hold on. I have this note that I need to say something about. Um, what? She runs into her dad. This must be on the way home from school. So, my notes are a little bit all over the place. I apologize. But before they go back to school, so the same day before when Marvin's, like, while Marvin's getting enchanted or whatever, and she's on her way home, she runs into her dad, and I literally wrote, Sailor Moon has a dad. (laughs) I don't remember him at all. No, he showed up in the third episode, and I did the same thing. I was like, she has a dad. And I'm like, I mean, I guess I knew she had a dad. He was very cute, though. I liked him. Sweet, and yeah. so you actually get some interaction with him in this episode, and he's really cute, and he's just so. I think they end up like walking home together. I think Disney um, has just trained me that you can't have two parents, so it was yeah. weird. She has two parents and somebody, a brother. Somebody always and they all that. get along. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're like normal. <laughs> um, and she she has this thought like he he does something sweet. I I think he just says something about like oh who's your friend like talking about Luna, um, and. So he, like, says something cute about the cat, and she, in her mind, uh, Usagi's like, I'll bet, and then I guess this guy's name is Motoki, the game center guy, Motoki, and she goes, I bet Motoki's as considerate like my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'm just like, wow, okay. I guess Um, so. Come here, cat. I guess we all do look for our fathers in relationships. My cat wants to be part of this podcast. (laughs) Shh. Is it Luna? Does she have a grandmother voice? Do you have a grandmother voice? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, so now we're getting to the juicy stuff. Sorry it took me so long to get here, but here is where we're starting to get. I I do think, well, we'll save that for when when we try to go through why we think this wasn't dubbed. Um, So I'll save some of those thoughts. So far, nothing worrisome. I have a couple thoughts (laughs) so far. But I mean, I guess we'll you could say tarot, but I don't think they're that worried about it. Cause they, I think, I think they would have in the nineties. They, they could have just cut like the good tarot person and been like, "See, tarot is evil." That's true. Yeah. Um, 
So then, okay. So he's wearing a full suit and assaults the teacher. So, like, what? (laughs) Yeah. So he, they're all, like, in the locker room or something. I don't know. They're talking, and they're all like, man, he he seems, like, really different today. And then the teacher comes in, and she's like, why aren't you wearing your uniform or something? And he's like, I don't care. And he walks by and flips her skirt up. And and we like what? hold frame on her panties. What? <laughs> Which have, like, I, and you said assault the teacher. The That's not where I thought you were going. With where did you think I was going? Well, like I don't know, like attacks her. So oh. Well, I did. I wrote he assaults because I mean he does, but like. Jeez, yeah. Louise. Like I thought it was just more like I've been brain controlled into attacking people. Not like no, I'm no, he's being a dick. People. Yeah, like, he's so confident. He basically turns into, like, a rapist. Like, (laughs) So I have a better idea why they might have cut this episode. Yeah, he he becomes, like, a This is what we would consider imitable behavior that we don't want to teach children. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, probably that moment alone would be enough to just not translate this episode. Because I was like, that definitely would never have made it into, like, that, at least at that time. Um... And I don't know if, like, the new dub is keeping it, but I, I'm not sure. So he becomes a little creepy. Like, he becomes an incel, I guess, basically. Or, like, like a Chad, maybe. Um, where he's, like, he's, like, a punk, he's punk rock now. And, like, all the boys in school are acting like that now. And, um, and then, like, Jedi is sucking in their, their like, youthful, um, angry energy, you know? Fellas, is it gay to have someone suck in your youthful, angry energy? <laughs> are you okay (laughs) yeah i think it's a little gay it's a little sus okay especially because jedi's like ooh, who knew it would be this good (laughs) and he's got i don't know he's he's given me some like a little bit of queer energy i don't know i think it's the earrings um Okay, so he's wearing full suit. Oh, my God. Oh, the teacher, when he flips her skirt up, she cries, no one will ever marry me now. Oh, I yeah. don't like that. Yeah. Uh, uncomfortable. And I'm like, wow, that's so old school, like, because somebody has assaulted you. It's also kind of weirdly fetishy. I don't know. It is. That's, that's why I was like, what's up with, like, the underwear? thing like it's kind of creeping me out and it's like such an old school like oh god i'm unclean hey audrey I'm not, no longer pure what cute or creepy <laughs> creepy <laughs> oh darn real creepy yeah yeah um okay so something strange about the boys and then i wrote something. what happens when she runs out of so it seems like each boy has a different tarot card from the same deck and so i wrote oh. this note about what happens when she runs out of cards? Does she just, like, start a new deck, or is she only doing that one deck? Also, like, you, you thought the devil was, like, that's what he's behaving like, so do they all just, like, what, some of the boys just get, like, nice tarot cards, and they're really nice? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it actually correlates at all to oh, which well, card they get. She's um, just gonna run out of tarot cards, then. I guess so, or start, like, a new deck, but they're all being dicks. Like, they start throwing rocks at, like, the, um... The administration office and like break all the windows and stuff and then 
and so I think that's happening like on their lunch break or something and so then Usagi and Molly are out there and they're like Marvin what are you doing like what has gotten into you this is so out of character for you and then he starts he gets like really up close and personal with Usagi and is like I can't remember exactly what he said but he was being very pushy about like kiss like he was like you need to kiss me or like take me on a date or I can't remember what it was um, none of it is good None of it is good. He's being, like, very not appropriate with her. Like, I actually, even though it's a cartoon, I literally was like, ooh. <laughs> like, just the way that he was acting. Like, they did a really good job, honestly, with it. Um, with, like, making it, like, really uncomfortable. And Usagi's, like, so taken aback. And then she just starts crying. And I was like, I feel you, girl. <laughs> and then her crying powers come back. <laughs> Oh, Guess good. Does he, like, fall down grasping his head? Yeah, all the boys are like, oh, no, what is this? And so they all run away. <laughs> it's my favorite power. <laughs> I know. Um, and then Molly's like, are you okay? And then she just goes, yep. <laughs> She's just perfectly fine after that. So I was like, was she faking that? Or I think what? you just feel better after a good cry. I think so, yeah. <laughs> and it, like, removed her from the situation. But yeah. I... You know, I think that is certainly one way to get out of that situation. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a good choice. It it plays yeah. nicely into societal roles in a way that gets you sure. what you need. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she was also crying and saying, like, you're acting so weird. Like, what happened to my friend? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Luna somehow already knows that it's, like, the tarot cards or something. I mean, I guess it's not subtle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because I don't even write, like, how they get, I, don't, I did not write down how they get to the... How, but, like, it seemed... I noticed this pattern also. Like, Luna seems to always be the one doing the detective work, at least early on. Um, I don't know if that changes or not. I don't... I feel like... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll cut all of this hemming and hawing out. But, like, <laughs> Luna always seems to know what's up. And... So she takes her to the house of bondage and domination, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like the house of punishment. Um, and she transforms. She transforms, um, and then she always seems surprised when people actually attack her. Uh, and then all the boys show up, and they're they're turned into full zombie boys. They all go full green because the the monster lady. Um, that Jedi has put in charge of this scenario is controlling them. And then we get a Clutch Rose moment. I keep calling them Clutch Rose moments because good. they are always right at the perfect time because Sailor Moon doesn't know what she's doing yet. Um, excuse me. And then I had a thought of who told Tetsido Mask about his powers? How did he know? Does he transform? Do we ever find out his backstory? <laughs> Okay, well, well, we'll wait and see if that's revealed. I don't remember it. Like, I mean, I remember some of it, cat. but I don't remember how he finds out. Yeah, he doesn't have a, a buddy telling him. Maybe what to he do. just knows. Because I guess Sailor V probably knows, right? Like, I don't think she knows either. Oh, she's got Artemis talking to her. She's got a cat, too. Yeah. I don't yeah, but she he doesn't that have one. Sailor. Unless there's a secret cat. We don't. Oh my gosh, know. secret cat. Maybe he's got a dog. <laughs> Ooh, that would be very, more Earth, right? Cats are from the moon and dogs are from earth is that so i'm pretty sure uh okay so and this is my favorite part so he freezes the zombies with like the i don't know how 
it how it worked. But he does like a clutch rose to like hit something, and it freezes all the zombies like while they're just like this, and so they're just wow, frozen. rose with freezing powers. Okay, I guess I think he like hits a tarot card or like hits a monster or something, and it like freezes them. And so Usagi's like hello, and then she's like oh tuxedo mask, and then he just leaves. <laughs> Okay then. The fight isn't bud. over yet. He's so <sighs> like he just throws one rose. Who knows why he was there in the first place? Like, why didn't he fix? If he already knew, why wasn't he fixing? I it? think he just stalks Sailor Moon. Like, I don't know how he knows where Sailor Moon is, but he does seem to just stalk Sailor Moon around. Yeah, like he I doesn't don't know understand. where the bad guys are. He knows where Sailor Moon is. Yeah, is it or is that the question? Does he know where the bad stuff is and shows up for that, and then she's there too, or is he stalking Sailor Moon? That's very strange. But I think if it's the former, like if he if he's also doing his own detective work, then wouldn't he have stayed to finish the fight? Like why leave? You know, and they set him up as such a weird mentor figure for her, and it in retrospect, again with that age difference, Creepy. it's just kind of weird. <laughs> Cute or creepy, Allison. <laughs> but leaning towards creepy. I'm yeah. gonna say leaning towards creepy. But then there's also something about, like, there's something about him giving me woke feminist by the fact that, like, he leaves knowing Yeah, he, that he she lets her handle herself. things. He's just like, you can do it. Hey, unlike the game guy who's like, here, let me show you how oh, it's done. He's that's like, true. let me help you out. Now you can do it. <laughs> That's a really good point, actually. I kind of like that. To set up Tuxedo Mask is a better fit. Yeah, I would love if they did that intentionally. They might have. Maybe they did that in the manga. I, I could see Naoko Takuchi doing that in the manga, for sure. To, like, just set up, like, why this other guy kind of... Yeah. It's very subtle. I don't know. Let's ask her. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Naoko. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Miss um, okay, so then he just leaves, which I thought was hilarious, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, okay, I kind of like that he lets her take care of herself. And then Frisbee-type Tiara, of course, saves the day, and then, um, she's feeling pretty solid about herself and what she's accomplished this day, and then she, we have this perfect freeze frame on her tripping <laughs> on her way home. Nice. And, um, and that is that episode. And because there's no dub, we don't get a Sailor Says. Oh. So you need to come up with one. What's the moral of the episode? Sailor says, don't assault your teachers. <laughs> Sometimes we have feet or urges. But it's good that we don't act on our urges and keep our crushes to ourselves. Exactly. It's okay to have a crush, but don't force yourself on anybody. Yeah, but friends are good. To I actually, I really think that's how they do it. They'd be like, it's okay to have a crush, but it's more important to have friends. Yeah. <laughs> So sometimes, just be friends. Yeah, be a good friend first. Maybe that's what he did. I think he maybe just, like, walked up and asked her out. And that's does does he like, ever oh. come up and say sorry? Yeah, he apologizes. Oh, okay. Like, the next day at school. Good. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he did. To be and fair, depending on whether he remembers it, it's sort of not his fault. But at the same time, He like, does remember bro. it. Yeah. And I think he's kind of like, I don't know what came over me, but she's just excited that her friend is back, you know. But she that's knows good. why he was doing that. She knows that it wasn't him. So, so that's that episode. Weirdly, there was, like, less in it that I feel like they couldn't have just cut. Although, maybe the behavior was just a little too obnoxious to show, but... Yeah, I, f I feel like there's a couple things. Like, the juvenile delinquency. Because I, I feel like I remember complaining growing up 
about when we would find out like through the grapevine what they had cut out i remember there was even an episode where they cut out her throwing paper at um marvin's head or something like they're they're decorating for i specifically have this memory of them cutting it out or adding in you never actually see the moment of impact of oh yeah they would always imply like a punch because they have to cut away from the actual punch and things yeah, like that. Yeah, they cut away from the actual ones or like they put a flash in there which is so just demeaning to kids, I feel. Yeah. Like. I mean, uh, so they were being super conservative with it and I have a feeling that when they were releasing this, you know, the Midwest always, you kind of, you want it to work, like, in the Midwest and stuff, um, so that it's a success. So I can imagine, like, tarot's going to be a no-go. I think tarot is way more acceptable now than it probably was back then in the 90s. Like, it feels a lot more widespread now. I could see that being yeah. an issue, the delinquency being an issue, obviously the assault and the creepiness. But then I think that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, TV was just different back then. I think they were just being like, but yeah, it, it does seem like they could have, they still could have translated. I mean, I didn't watch it, but I, you know, if it had been like consistent bad behavior all through, like in terms of like the sexual stuff, like I get, yeah, you yeah. probably want to cut that or not show it because it's something that kids could start mimicking. And you know, if you're already yeah. cutting like violence, I think I would prefer that you be even more conservative about <laughs> sexual assault. Yeah, um, I, I think there's just too much. Yeah, that it was just hard to work around, and they were like, let's just not even try. But that's interesting. Now, is now a good time, because I did look up a little bit about the company that did the dub. Would this be a good time to talk about this? So the original dub is by a company called Deke, D-I-C, and how did, they made a ton of children's media in the day, and how how are we all sleeping on the fact that this company was called Dick? If you look up their logo, like, you, you literally find this thing that says, The Wonderful World of Dick. And yeah. it's amazing. We all missed this. I, <laughs> I, I didn't. This. Oh, you I remember, didn't? I remember growing up being like, Dick? <laughs> I missed it. And it, it, like, it actually is really hard to find out what it stands for because it's, like, so old that it was, like, they don't use it anymore. But here's what I know about them. They got their French company, but they only worked in France for a little while. They did a tiny bit of work in Japan, and then they came to America and have done all their work in America. Their first successful show was Inspector Gadget, which I actually remember. They did a ton of those shows you think of as associated with toy lines or trying to launch a toy line, like Care Bears and Popples and uh, Rainbow Bright, uh, Strawberry Shortcake, Hulk Hogan, like Heathcliff, wow. Adventures of Teddy Ruxpin, like all these ones. And then a lot of them were also failed toy lines. Uh, so actually, I want to name, I think, like about four shows. You tell me which one is not a real show. Okay. All right. It might take me a minute because I didn't get my list ready. But here's the four, four, four or five shows. Pole Position. Pole Position? Pole Position. Kissy Fur, Lady Lovely Locks, and the Pixie Tales. That's real. Dino Saucers. I'll bet that's real. Little Clowns of Happy Town. Oh, I'll bet that's real. Wait, is there just one out of those that's not real? Okay. 
pole position. Pole position. That's too weird to not be real. And then what was the second one? Kissy fur. Kissy fur. Kissy fur. Kissy fur. Like like Lucifer, but with the word kissy in front of it, or fur like on a dog. Fur like a dog. I'll bet that one's fake. I lied. They're all real. <laughs> Kissifer, which is the worst show name I've ever heard of, is an American animated children's television series uh, called Kissifer Bear Roots, which somehow makes it sound worse. <laughs> bear, bear like a bear. <laughs> what? Yeah. They're all weird. Pole positions based off of a video game. Sounds like a sex move. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're just all weird. At first I thought you said pole, like pole position, and I was like, no, it's about strippers? No, it's like P-O-L-E, yeah. Oh, it is pole. Yeah. I think it might be like supposed to be like the North Pole, but it's really unclear. Pole yeah, so they just did everything. The uh, Lady Lovely Locks and the Pixie Tails was like them trying to start a toy line. There's so many on here that are like, we tried to start a toy line. Hold up. They did Captain Planet. And the Planeteers. Really? And they did the Sonic ones, which both had those little, at the end of the thing, like, Captain Planet says and Sonic says, so we see where they got the idea. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So they were just doing all this crazy children's media, and it was all about marketing. Merchandising. Yes, that makes sense. And I could see why Sailor Moon would be merchandise, but then they didn't, really. Yeah, I feel like there wasn't a lot of Sailor Moon. Maybe there, there, no, was like there was, like, rules that made it hard to merchandise, but they should have had the rights to do that here. They should have had the rights. I'm That's sure that was true. their intention. Yeah, because it seems like it would be so merchandisable to sell, like, little Sailor Moon toys or something. Right. I would have killed for those. So, question. Does Deke, Dick, um, did they, when you say they made Captain Planet and all those, did, were they just dubbing Japanese cartoons, or were they actually No, most of the these were stuff they actually made, as far as I can tell. Okay. So then maybe they didn't have... One of the most recent rights. ones, which I actually have watched an episode of, and it was really bad, was called uh, Horseland. That aired in 2008. Wait, that was the last time they made something? Uh, the last one was Sushi Pack, which aired in 2009. Okay, that makes At sense. At least on this list. I don't know how trust trustworthy Wikipedia is. That explains why, because I remember seeing their building in uh, Burbank, I think, when saw I the dick. lived out there. I saw the dick. I saw the D. <laughs> the only D will allow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember seeing that building, but now it's like something else. So that makes sense. Like, probably went out of business. Deke translated the first 85 episodes of Sailor Moon. So we're going to be with them for a long time. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then the next group was Cloverway. I don't know how many episodes they did or which ones they did. Cloverway sounds familiar. Cloverway, I think, has the voice that's, like, really weird. Bad. I'm looking this Bad. up real fast. I don't know when they switch the voices. Okay, I gotta pull up my outline. Real okay, fast, so I want to check this. Cloverway did Sailor Moon. Tell me when you started and how many episodes you did. They're not telling me. I just want this information for the people. <laughs> the people must know. Ridley keeps like crying and begging 
Okay, in 2001, Cloverway bought the rights to the first anime and dubbed Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon S and Sailor Moon Super S. Their dub of the two seasons was rushed thanks to Cartoon Network wanting Cloverway to get the dub done. So I don't know which seasons those were, but I guess they just did two seasons that I'm assuming they did because Deke hadn't done them, but I don't know. Yeah. Huh. I'll have to figure this out later. Yeah. Um, okay, so next up on the list is, I mean, unless we want to continue chatting about why we think this wasn't dubbed. <sighs> Do we have anything else to say? I think it was pretty obvious why it wasn't It's pretty dubbed. clear why not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and we, we said they, you know, they seem perfectly willing to chop things out. They may have just decided this was too hard to chop down in a way that was still understandable. Yeah, I think by the time you get done with all the cuts, there's just nothing left. Yeah. Plus, uh, I really I really do think there's something to, like, the whole concept of having a fortune teller and having your main character go to a fortune teller. There were some weird rules about some of that stuff because they wanted to not, you know, uh, alienate the Christian mom market. Exactly. But... Yeah, because could you imagine the uproar in the 90s of, and early 2000s of, like, Moms being like, you're watching what now on Cartoon Network? Tarot cards. Yeah, to and my children, making it seem good and having her go to a palm reader. Like I could just foresee that being a massive issue. Even yeah. today, I think that that could be an issue. Yeah, may, pro but not as big. You know, as, or I don't know. Who knows? The internet is full of angry people. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So we can we can move on to Moon Memories. Do you want oh, to go first? Okay. Do you have one? Uh, you go first because I need a minute to think of a memory. Okay. I, so, accessing. 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 <laughs> so the one I'm going to talk about, it's, I mean, there's not really a whole lot to it, so you don't have a whole lot of time to, <laughs> to remember That's yours. Right. I'll think fast. Uh, to think of one. Um, or you could just do like a general anime memory. But yeah, yeah. The one I was going to do was I just remember when we were in, what grade would that have been? Maybe eight? grade or ninth grade when we were in the same history class um because I specifically remember I had made oh excuse me okay stop everybody's fine with you <laughs> she's just do you see her she's very excited yeah Hi, well, I don't baby. know what she wants my doggy's down here with his head on my knee so oh cute I wish she would do that uh, she does not. Her love language is not physical touch. <laughs> yeah, with everybody else, though, yes. Um, okay, so I remember I covered all, because remember we had to cover all of our textbooks back in the day. Oh, I forgot about that, because you had to, like, re return them, so you'd have to wrap them up in, like, a book cover. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they should really just do that in college, since you're all just reusing the same stuff anyway. Yeah. But I'm having make money. crazy flashbacks. Yeah. So I had made, I don't know if you had two or like if we all did it, but I had specifically made these book covers because like I did the clear plastic thing and I printed out pictures of all of the senshi and I color coded them and assigned them to like each different subject. And so I covered all of my textbooks in the characters. And so like I think Sailor Saturn was science because I think her dad was like a scientist or something. And then I can't remember what I had for history. Probably Ray. Um, <laughs> I but, love this. so. So I had everything 
it was like really cute now that I'm thinking back on it they were really cute and I had little like I had them on the side as well like I got really detailed with it I had That's adorable. them like in their little sailor outfit on the side and then them in like an uh in some sort of some not fan art but like I think I used like a lot of manga art or something on the front cover but then I ended up getting embarrassed about it because I think people probably made fun of me or something and so I ended up, whenever I would take it out, I remember I would put it face down so that you couldn't see the, the sailor person on the front. My heart. Yeah. I know. I mean, in that age, junior high, high school, like, all it took was one maybe, it doesn't even have to be in a real look, one yeah. thought that maybe someone had looked at something weird for your whole brain to just be yes. like, oh my god, I'm being perceived, it's terrible. You stop perceiving me. <laughs> Horrifying. Yeah. I, oh, and then I just have, side note, I could probably cut this out, but do you remember this guy in our history class? Because I remember you stood up for me because I don't know what he said, but it was this guy, bleepity bleep. It was, it was, okay, there's a scene, and I think it's not in the first book, but the second book, but there's a scene where they watch mammoths having sex, and then they mimic yeah. the mammoths having sex. So it was people sex. It was weird role play yeah. people sex. And she was like, okay. But you're right. We didn't we didn't uh, yeah. gravitate to the rape issues or anything like that. But she was just like, if yeah. anything makes you uncomfortable or you want to talk about anything, wow, that's great parenting. She's a good mom. You want to know the extent of my sex education <laughs> from my parents? I think it was no. Yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> and actually, um, the best part was they just didn't tell me anything. So I obviously used my own means to figure it out. Um, oh my god, when I saw that diagram, I have like a visceral memory of that diagram that was in the encyclopedia, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was not pleased, and I was like, that's what happens? But then, <laughs> so that's when I was like a kid, and then I'm literally driving to college with my mom, and she goes, so we need to have this conversation. What? That's when she thought was the time to have that conversation? Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, Marlin, that moment has long gone. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I mean, the whole like sit down and have a conversation is one of those ones that if you don't do it super early, like in this day and age, you're not gonna you're gonna get, get oh. there late to the show. Because they are going to find out. Yeah, I, and I think it should be kind of an ongoing conversation yes. more than one particular one. Yeah, like if you have any questions, like let's my talk poor about mom them. fielded because like. I would, like, bring her questions from other people or bring her other people yep. to ask her questions. Like, she had to field so much stuff. I'd show up the room and be like, we have a question about gay people <laughs> and anal <laughs> sex. And she'd just be like, really? Yeah. She'd be like, okay. I didn't even know you could have anal sex well, as a kid. Again, beyond the skip of the podcast, I was going to tell a story, and then I'm like, I think I learned it when we had to read that book, uh, Kaffir Boy, which is also a slur, Um, but when we had to read that in history class, that's when I learned what anal sex was. Kaffir Boy, about the South African Uh, I didn't have to read that one. Oh, maybe you were in a different class than me. We were. We were in different English classes. But there's, like, a really disturbing scene, um, which I won't get into, but I do, I don't remember if we talked about this last time, probably not. But, I mean, I had a question for your mom. I don't think I asked your mom, but I remember that you and I, like, had a pact at one point because we were like, how does birth control work? And, uh, like, how do you just not get pregnant? Because we didn't understand because we are like, 12 or something. And so we were like, okay, you go ask your mom, I'll go ask my mom, and then we'll compare notes. 
So I went to ask my mom, and she goes, we'll talk about it when you're married, like when you're getting married. And that was wow. it. And then you came back with, okay, we've got side, we've got birth control pills, we've got condoms, we've got... Sounds about right. I don't remember yeah. that specifically, but I, I do. just remember the number of times that I'd be like, Mom, one of my friends wants to know. Yeah. <laughs> or one of my friends is having this weird situation with a boyfriend and I don't know what to tell her. <laughs> and her mom <laughs> won't answer her questions. Yeah. So moms answer the questions. Mm-hmm. Just Or someone else will. It, or someone else will and you don't and that means that you no longer have control of the conversation. And you don't know if it's good information. Right. Yeah, so, and, and the thing is, like, just now, I'm at, I'm 35 now, and only now are my parents and I, like, actually trying to work on talking about some things, especially, like, with my sexuality and, like, coming out and everything, and it's, like, these conversations should have happened two decades ago. Oh, whoops! <laughs> like, they should have happened yeah. so long ago, and so this is what happens when you put off, like, when you... You know what? I'm not going to go down that road. Let's, let's I'll save not. That for it's therapy. Sailor Moon therapy. Sailor Moon therapy. therapy. That's hour. what the title is. Sailor yeah. Moon therapy hour. I love it. So maybe we should wrap this episode off up and yes. consider starting another one. Yes. Okay. We had a sailor says for the episode. What's our sailor says for our episode? Sailor says, talk to your children about sex. Okay, I don't like that. <laughs> no, I love that. I love, yes, we absolutely need to do our own Sailor says. <laughs> I love okay. this. I think that's it. I think that's the one. Okay. Talk, talk to your children about sex. <laughs> or someone else will, like <laughs> us. <laughs> don't let podcasters handle the sex beds for your kids. Don't Unless, let them learn about it from the internet and fan fiction. Because who's you know, writing fan fiction? Children. Other children. Well, and adults, but again, strange yeah. adults who are not responsible yeah. for educating your children, even though they will right. try. And some of them are well intentioned, and it's yes. better than nothing. But, but, yeah. <laughs> look, that should be a part of it, not the whole thing. That should it should be like a broader atmosphere of mm-hmm. sex education. But and you are their helpful education. Guy. And yes, consent relevant education. to our episode, consent education. Don't That's flip true. up your teacher's skirt. Don't pressure your friend into a relationship. <laughs> also, Sailor says, just because somebody flips up your skirt, it doesn't mean that you'll never be able to marry anyone. <laughs> this is very true. It Sailor doesn't have says, anything to do you with your You are not purity. ruined for marriage. Thank you. <laughs> In fact, that's just not possible. <laughs> Taylor says, you don't have to get married. <laughs> you don't even have to get married, yeah. Oh, and if so. and if somebody is telling you that you're not pure enough for them to marry, run. All right. So, Bye, guys. Wait, do we have something else on our outro? Is that it? I think that was it. Uh, next week's episode is oh, about yeah, we're a radio gonna... show. <laughs> yeah, next week's episode is about a radio show. Yes, and it's so, about love. I have watched the dub, and you are going to watch the sub. Yes. See you next week, or later See today. See you next week. Bye. Bye.